Hi, everybody, and welcome to Finding the Guardian of Your Soul. I'm Lisa Shield, and I am very excited to speak with you today. We are going to talk about finding love in your 30s. Don't make these five common mistakes. And really, a lot of these mistakes apply to anybody. But in your 30s, this is a very, very crucial time for dating. So, you know, we have established our careers. I remember when I was 30 and I was so involved with my exciting career. I was importing from Vietnam. I had created this amazing company. I was doing trade shows all over the U.S. Uh, and it was an exciting time for me. The problem was that I put my dating life on hold and I kept thinking, well, I'm out in the world. My God, I meet a million men. Certainly my path is going to cross with the right guy and, you know, things will just line up. And why do I need to make this a priority? Everything's going great, you know? Uh, and I didn't, if I look at it down deep, I didn't want to face why I was single. I'd go out with my girlfriends. We'd have a girl's night out and I'd cross my fingers and hope, you know, I'd give my number out to a few men and they'd call me, you know, that following week. So that was sort of my dating plan. Maybe a lot of you can relate to that. Online dating didn't really start until I was in my 30s. So uh, I didn't have that option all along. I was sort of winging it and just hoping for a miracle and a miracle that didn't happen. <laughs> so let's talk about some of these mistakes that I know I was making when I was a single 30-something and I was focusing on my career and all. So the first mistake was that I was leaving it to chance. I didn't have a plan. Now, the good news for me was I never wanted kids. And so that was not a driving force for me. I never felt like my biological clock was ticking. And I didn't feel that same urgency that a lot of women feel. But what starts to happen for many women who do want kids, and that's most of the women I know, what starts to happen is they don't make it a priority. They leave it to chance. And then they start to feel tremendous pressure as they're getting past 35. Because look, let's face it, the statistics aren't great. When you uh, go on Google and you know you look at the statistics about getting pregnant after 35, things start to drop off precipitously. So that brings me to the second thing, not really wanting to face the facts because they stress you out. I talk to a lot of women in their 30s who have sort of, you know, toxic optimism where they put on a brave face and they talk themselves into being positive and optimistic when in reality, they're afraid to really face the facts that time is, ru is running out. And after 35, it gets harder and harder and harder to have, 
to conceive and to have a healthy child. So by the time you're 40, it's a whole other ballgame. And some of you are probably wanting to click off right now because just hearing this stresses you out or because you have this story that you're so healthy and you're different than other women and you work out, you're athletic, you take care of yourself, you're going to freeze your eggs. But trust me, trust me, none of those things are an insurance policy. And what's even worse is that many of you don't really want to think about the timeline. So if you're 35 and you're not dating somebody, let's just say you met someone tomorrow, you probably would want to date at least for a year before you got engaged. So now you'd be 36. And then it would take a while to plan a wedding normally. So that would put you at 37. And then by the time you got married, you want to go on a honeymoon, you want to enjoy some, you know, married life together, you may be 38 before you even really want to conceive and have your first child. And if you want more than one child, it's even more complicated. So the sooner you really do this, facing the facts and doing this sooner is key. Another mistake is that you start to feel anxious and like you have to settle and you rush the process, right? You rush into something. You meet a guy, things line up. It feels great. You don't know what you're really doing. It just, you know, so many of us rely on chemistry as the number one predictor of a good relationship and compatibility when it's not. And you meet a guy and because it's time, you're in your 30s and you think, okay, it's time. And here he is. He showed up. You get married. You have kids with this person and you realize he's not the guy you thought he was. Happens all the time. You settle for somebody or you rush into something and you turn around and you realize, oh my gosh, this guy was a love bomber. He was an avoidant, a person who avoids relationship. He can rush in, he can be romantic, but then once things get really deep and you feel connected, he starts to pull away emotionally and distance himself. So there's all kinds of things you don't know you don't know, and rushing the process and relying on chemistry as your primary indicator of compatibility is a terrible mistake, especially when you're in your 30s and you're feeling anxious about getting married in time to start a family. Another huge piece of this is neglecting your personal growth, doing some real work in this area of your life so that you can get clear on your past mistakes so that you don't repeat them again. They say the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. And the only way to really get through that and to stop repeating the same mistakes is to really do some deep, deep digging into your past, working with a professional or some professionals and doing some work so that you get the clarity on what you may have done wrong. 
I don't care. Look, my ex-husband was a pathological liar. I stayed with him for 13 years. I picked him. I chose to stay. Nobody made me do that. Those were my choices. Now, is he a pathological liar? Yes, he is. But he's got to figure himself out. Focusing on his issues and what he did wrong isn't going to save me. I had to look at my deep insecurity, my lack of awareness about men and healthy relationships and how to be a healthy partner, right? I had to take ownership of all of that and learn how to be a healthy partner in a relationship with a man so that I didn't repeat the same mistakes. And ladies, let me tell you, that was not an overnight process. And this brings me really to the biggest one of all. One of the biggest mistakes women in their 30s make is that they do not focus on an actual solution to this problem. I made this mistake. I wish I had known this so much sooner. It would have saved me years, years of struggle and heartache. What happened was I was just doing all this generic self-help. I was going to therapy. I was working with Don Miguel Ruiz, who was the Found, you wrote The Four Agreements and The Mastery of Love. I got my master's in spiritual psychology. All of these were noble pursuits. They were great. I got to know and love myself better. But while I was doing those courses, I thought that they were going to help me find the right guy. They didn't. Because just because I was having a better relationship with myself, just because I was happier, I was feeling more grounded, I had more stability in my life. All of these wonderful things came from doing that work, but they didn't teach me about men, how to communicate with them, what to say, what not to say, how to keep it short, how not to shame men, how men think, what they're looking for in a partner. They didn't show me my blind spots. Oh my God, did I have blind spots? When I look back and I think about where the level of consciousness I had in this part of my life, oh my God. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to think of what it must have been like for men to go on a date with me because in so many ways I was so self-absorbed. I didn't know how to draw a man out. I didn't know how to be feminine. I was so afraid of being feminine. I thought I'd look needy or desperate or insecure if I did, if I was open to a man, if I was receptive, if I asked a man for what I wanted and needed. And so I'd sit back and I'd hope that a man would figure it all out. But general self-help and therapy didn't solve this issue because it wasn't specific enough. If you want to be an excellent actress, you don't go to massage school. 
<laughs> you work with amazing actors and actresses and, and teachers in that area who are experts in the thing you're trying to accomplish. So I'm not saying that all of the self-help and therapy didn't help me. They did. But once that was done and I had a real heart-to-heart -heart with myself and I said, Lisa, look, something's not working. You're, 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 you have a million friends. You've got a great life. You've got a beautiful home. You've got a terrific career. You know, I had a cute dog. <laughs> I traveled the world. I had money. I had a nice bank account. I didn't have a worry in the world, but I wasn't attracting the kind and caliber of men I wanted to attract. And even when I did go on a date with a guy who I thought had a lot to offer, he didn't call me back. And so I realized I had work, more work to do, but in this specific area. So let me take a moment. I want to show you, well, first I want to tell you that I offer a course. It's a, a three-month course. That's all we need is three months of your time. And we will give you a PhD level education in getting this solved. And when I say this solved, I mean I have created what I feel and what my clients tell me repeatedly is the best step-by-step -step process for finding what we call a guardian of your soul so that you can fulfill all of your dreams and live the life of your dreams. You can find a fabulous guy. And yes, they're out there. I promise you, when I look at the men that my clients <laughs> wind up with, I'm blown away. They're age appropriate, they're handsome, they're successful, and just to make my case, I want to show you all some of my clients that I have worked with who found true love with our program. And these are all some very recent clients. So let's see here. So this is Linda and Phil, and they got married very, very recently. They're adorable. And I want to see if I can show you uh, well, this is them again. Linda went through my course a couple of years ago, and she met Phil, I think, very quickly, quite quickly in the course. And uh, she, they wound up being together. They got married. And she and Phil just had a baby. And I don't know if I had that photo. Here is Caroline. And Caroline literally just met her boyfriend. They are adorable. I will be interviewing them, uh, I think on Sunday. It may be Sunday or next week. It's either Elena and Heath are on Sunday and Caroline is next week or vice versa. But here's Caroline. She just met her guy. Here is Linda. This was her proposal. Look at the proposal. And now we have a baby. Wow, what a difference a few years makes. What? About two years ago, Philip Smith proposed, and now we have a baby. So that's Linda, and that's Phil, and that's their little baby. And here is my beautiful client, 
Alexis. Alexis just got married to Mike. And this was literally September 9th. So this was just last month. Look at how beautiful she is. Look at how handsome he is. So I really want you to see there are fabulous men out there, handsome men, age-appropriate men who want to get married, who want to have babies, who really want this. In fact, let me show you one other client. This is my amazing, sweet client, Natalie Knight. And Natalie got married. Oh, I think they're getting married. So Natalie actually had uh, a fascinating story. She came to me, she's a business owner, and she was only getting one date here, you know, one date, one date, one date. And every one of these guys that she would be dating was not great. They would just, they were all one and done. And look at her, look at how could she, this gorgeous woman have one, you know, be a one date wonder. She did my course and she realized that she was attracted to avoidant men, men who were not ready to commit and who just wanted to have a good time, but they weren't the right guys. And she kept picking them, right, out of all the guys out there. And then she met her sweetheart. And what happened was she went in, they had, I think, five dates and she went in for an operation uh, she had endometriosis and they actually nicked her bowel and she almost died. Now, here's the wild thing. He had been looking to, he wanted children. He wanted to find not just any woman and not a younger woman. He wanted a woman his age, someone he could relate to, not just somebody who could have babies, so he was also feeling like, do I have to settle? Am I going to have to pick a woman that's not right for me because I want to have kids too because that's my dream? And believe it or not, there are men who are out there who want this as much as you do. So he met Natalie. They went on five dates. She had this operation, nearly died. And as she was recovering, he came she was at her parents' house. They put a hospital bed in the basement for her, and he would crawl into bed at night and curl up with her and spend time with her while she was recovering. She didn't know if she could even get pregnant, but he was so in love with her that he stuck around and he said, look, we're just going to figure this out. It must have been divine intervention because they got engaged and before they were able to plan the wedding, she found out that she was pregnant and Natalie decided that they would postpone the wedding so that she could have the baby and then get married after. And so there they are together with their beautiful bundle of joy. And she thanks me all the time because... I believe if I'm correct, Natalie is now 38 years old. And if she had waited and she hadn't worked with us and done my 12-week emotionally naked dating course, in her own words, this never would have happened. And if you want to hear Natalie's interview with me, you can go to lisashield.com. There is a wonderful interview with the three of us not the four of us, the baby wasn't born yet. 
and uh, listen to that interview. It's really, really special. So I want you all to know that you can do this. There's not a reason in the world that you cannot do this. There isn't a reason in the world why you cannot have everything you're longing for. But don't make these mistakes. Don't wait to get this solved. Don't put your love life on hold. Make this the most important thing in life. And if you really want to find out how to get this solved, go to lisashield.com. We have a comment from uh, someone here. Wow. (laughs) This is great. Best thing I've done for myself in a long time. Thank you, Lisa. Gotta fun. Can't stay on. But I love your way and your wisdom and the depth of this program. It is very different than the other stuff out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whoever this is, I can't see the name, but thank you for your comment and for for dropping by. I love my clients. I have the best clients in the world. And uh, we really do pride ourselves on taking a very, very unique approach to this. So please go to lisashield.com, click the button all over my page. It will take you to my free 45-minute presentation. Sign up, watch it, and stay to the end. At the end of that presentation, you can sign up for a call with a member of my team. And on that call, it will be the best hour of your life. We will show you how we can help you find a guardian of your soul, how we can show you how to get this solved in record time, faster than you ever thought possible so you can meet your guy and live the dream that you have wanted since you were a little girl to have a prince and babies and a beautiful home to go along with that incredible career and your amazing friendships and your family. The only missing piece for so many of you is that guy. Let us show you how to find him. Thank you for listening. I'm Lisa Shield. Please, please, please go to my website. Look at our testimonial page, our praise page, or I think we call it success stories. And uh, sign up for our newsletter because we have many, many, many more broadcasts and interviews with some of our former clients coming up who found success and fulfilled their dreams by working with us. If you have ideas for future podcasts, you can send them to me at to podcast at lisashield.com. We listen, we read every single email and we respond. So please, please, please write to us. We love you. We love our audience. We want to connect with you. Uh, We want to help you. That's what we're here for. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.